0: Welcome back to my fifth show, Comics Karma, where we talk to some of the best and funniest working comedians in the United States. We share their stories where you laugh, learn, and live about their lives, and how it can help yours. Now you probably know we took off a few weeks to get onto iTunes and build my audience. I also took my yearly tennis vacation with friends to see the best tennis players in the world at Indian Wells BNP Paribas Tournament. Oh, my God, it was amazing. Uh, To watch guys like Roger Federer, Novak Jokovic play against each other. We had amazing seats in the second row, too. Second row. I I actually screamed out to Novak, win, win. (laughs) One one time, Novak was uh, going to serve, and it was very quiet. And uh, me being the... The wise-ass I am. It was extremely quiet. We're talking like 2,000 people there. And I'm in the second row. And I look at him, and I scream out to him like Joe Pesci. And they go, Hey, hey, hey! You freaking guy, get an ace! <laughs> come on! Come on! <laughs> and yes, people were laughing. And the, and the umpire actually went, Shh! Please! And i like, You got a fucking problem with that? Hey! So... I also saw Serena Williams and um, Maria Sharapova playing, which was amazing. Uh, and they're both hot looking too. My God. See, the great thing about women's tennis, <coughs> the great thing about women's tennis is that um, because they, when they hit the ball, it sounds like they're having an orgasm. Did you ever notice that? When they hit, all of a sudden, Ah! Ah! Oh, Ah! My God, that just turns me on. And I told my last girlfriend that if we don't have sex, just play tennis with me. I'd be a happy person. <laughs> the best part of uh, is when, if you look up um, people like Serena Williams, Maria Sharapova, Roger Federer, Novak, all those, the best part of these top players is that they knew what they wanted to do the rest of their lives when they were 10 years old. Some of them started at seven, eight years old. And they made a career out of it, making millions off their talent. Uh, now this just proves to everybody, uh, of course, including myself, is that whatever you want in life, and are passionate about it, not just the money, don't they do things just for the money. That is the biggest, biggest problem, biggest issues of people but for the passion then you go for it and the money will come anyways you follow your dreams see that's the whole thing that you would be doing your passion for free and if you're making a great living at it or like these tennis players or movie stars which we'll get into and talk about and making millions and millions of dollars that is just the best life you could have. Of course, she had to have a good family and good health and all that, but that is just amazing. Which brings me to my guest on the show, Grace Fraga. Uh, I met her over 10 years ago at an acting class, and uh, we became friends immediately. I still remember, it like yesterday, talking to her. And we are talking about comedy, and uh, I book, tried to book her into some rooms here and there, and now we're talking about her own projects. And uh, and literally, I've not talked to her in about uh, three four years, and we're hanging out at uh, my friend uh, Danny McDermott's uh, show on Sunday night. And Danny was the uh, second podcast you probably remember; he had amazing stories. Danny calls me up and says, "Come in and, and enjoy my pot and my uh, my videos." Uh, who killed the Bible salesman? I go well since Danny did my podcast. I said, "Sure, I'll be there," not knowing. Who's going to be there? I didn't know Jeff Bridges was going to be there. I didn't know, you know, <laughs> uh, Eddie was going to be working the bartender at the uh, Improv and Melrose. And we're watching it, and now as I look over and I go, oh, is, it, "Is that is that Grace?" I said, "Yeah, I think it is." So um, <clears throat> here we are, just uh, literally. I haven't seen you in in in, in uh, you know in ten years, and then four years. And now we've seen you like three times in one yeah, week. Yeah, we're catching you know? up. <laughs> we're catching <laughs> up. <laughs> so um, I want everyone to, uh, to say hello and invite uh, my wonderful guest, uh, Grace Fraga. How are you, Grace?
1: I'm great. I'm great. I, I love, by the way, that uh, you say don't do it just for the money. Uh, do it, you know, for the passion. I personally mm-hmm. like to do it for the passion and the money. I don't know, <laughs> I call me greedy, but you know, pay me, pay me. I like, I like the, a little right, money here okay. and there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. So I mean, just
1: getting that out of the way, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to make money. You have to make money, but you can always make money doing something else while you pursue your passion. So your passion becomes money. That's kind of where I was going with that, you know. But um this is very interesting. I didn't know until just a few days ago that you're from Argentina?
1: You didn't know that?
0: I didn't know that. Well, we've been friends,
1: great best friends for 10 years. Uh,
0: I know, right? <laughs> I know. We only
1: saw each other three times, But I, I know. But you don't, no, I'm from Argentina. I didn't know you're from Argentina. <gasps> okay, yes, I am from Argentina, from Buenos Aires. I was born there. Uh-huh. And um, I moved to uh, the U.S. to go to college, and then I stayed. I went to New Orleans, and then I came here, and I'm here sitting with you after ten years. <laughs> what?
0: When did you leave it? We went, when did you leave Argentina? Um, I
1: left Argentina Were you a kid? I
0: mean we just uh,
1: Well, I don't want to carbon date me, yeah, myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I went to college. Let's leave it at that.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> you went to go to college, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And you did that in New Orleans, you said? Yes.
1: You did... I went to Loyola University.
0: How did you uh, and how did you pick New Orleans out of all the colleges?
1: Well, there was a guy there. It's always a guy.
0: Oh, see, the guy thing. I've heard that story so many so times. So many times, right? I'm telling you, at least at least 50 women in the past 15 years I've talked to that, you know, why are they move it to LA? A guy. Why do a they guy. go to college? Mm-hmm. A guy. Why mm-hmm. they do the business? A guy. It's always a guy. They chase the guy.
1: Totally. You know? It's always oh, about God. the chasing the dick. Can I say that? <laughs>
0: well, you just, just said it. This should be my
1: next book. <laughs> Chasing the dick,
0: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing the Richard. She met Richard. Um, yes.
1: I'm a little but, dirty. I can be just, yes, a, little, just, just, just a, little, a little dirty. Di- 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 okay. Just a little dirty. Just a little bit. Okay, now, okay, the,
0: ch- now, the funny thing is that you don't have a thick accent. No. You know, like um, like my Cuban friends in Miami. Oh my gosh! I mean, I swear they swear to God they they talk like Al Pacino from Scarface. I go, "How you doing, Juan? <laughs> How you doing, John? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you got a problem with me? Come on!" I said, "No, I don't know a problem." You say, "Hey, here's a beautiful girl. Say hello to my little friend." That's <laughs> so great.
1: Thank you. <laughs> That's so <sounds> scary. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what kind of people do you hang out? I with? I know,
0: I know, I I know, and it's a it's like let's go to South Beach John come on hang out you know but my I I do know other um, I do know other Argentinians I actually have a friend Juan swear to God in, uh, in, uh, in my gym and he's from Argentina and uh, he has a very thick accent.
1: Really? Don't ask me if I know him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's 40 million of
1: Argentinians. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: I know, I know. Probably is.
1: <laughs> Do you know Juan Martinez? Yeah, really? There's about 3,000 of yeah, them I know. in I the know. phone book. Yeah. Juan. <laughs> yeah, I know you're Juan, sure. <laughs> is he single? <laughs>
0: um, no, he's not. He's married to two kids, actually. Darn it. Okay. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My luck. Mm. So
0: then, so again, end going to New Orleans. Yes. Did you end up doing your um your comedy there? I mean,
1: yes, yes. I um I actually uh, after college I opened an art gallery, and uh, and people would come in and they would be like, "You're so funny! You're so funny! You remind me of this or that."
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: why didn't you do stand up? And I I always loved stand up comedy always, mm. but you know it's not easy to make that first of step. You of course, know, yeah. and it's scary. So I took me, a, I know. You know that. Everybody. Yeah, scared that the hell does, out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And you get scared for a long time until very you just, time. like, don't care anymore. But Correct. in a good way, don't care in, in a good way. Um So I took this class. And, you know, of course, the graduation night, I did great because it was all, like, very supportive people. We all did great. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I can do this, man. Look, I killed the first night. Of course, you know, the little gigs in New Orleans were like little biker bars and... Right. You know, people were drunk and uh, <clears> not yeah. the same. Not the same, and I was, you know, would cry. You know, would go home. I'm not funny. I don't want to do this right, right, So I quit. You for, thought it was
0: you, but it was really the the crowd, kind of. I it mean. was
1: it went, yeah. and I was also green. You know, and if nowadays, if I go to one of those bars, I would probably would be a whole different story. Right. Because I I know how to handle a crowd a little better than when you first start. You know, how it is. when you right. first start, of course, you can oh, barely yeah. remember what you have to say. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's hard. It's yeah. very hard. So um, so yeah, and I quit for a couple of years, and then I started acting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then I started uh, stand up again after I started acting. And a year and a half into acting, I won a Big Easy Entertainment Award for Best Actress in a comedy in a theater. So, um, I was so this like, is
0: like fifteen. You started doing stand up like 15, fifteen, twenty 15? years. No, yeah. 15, 15. 15 years ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I started about, yeah, actually a little bit more than that, over, over 20 years ago.
1: Wow.
0: Um. Yeah, but I did more off than on. I didn't pursue really? it. Yeah, I, I just was not into doing the road, you know, and oh, and, and yes. the thing. I mean, I, I did it, you know, and, and I just, uh, life kind of took me to different places and things and really got more into acting, and, and now I'm really into the videos and things like that and, uh, you know, commercials and stuff like that, yeah. Um, a lot of the comedians I was hanging out with, uh, as you know, um, a lot of them were just kind of boneheads, you know, they're just kind of negative <laughs> guys and they're not very funny. And it's like, what are we doing hanging out with these guys, you know? So, uh, but I did uh, like doing it and I did, uh, I loved, you know, doing it. And now I got back into it, doing it again and again and then sort of LA. So it's that's great. Um,
1: it's fun. <clears throat> Stand up comedy is like the most fun I have standing up. Yeah Yeah it's amazing
0: Yeah you're right Now I do love it Once you get back into it again It is
1: It's amazing It's great great. Especially when you
0: get A good audience And things like that
1: Yeah
0: You know I saw Dana Carvey last night And it's amazing After 30 years Of him doing it It's incredible He did did great
1: Of course He's amazing He's so funny
0: Yeah he's very funny With his kids And stuff like that You know it's just uh, Pretty incredible Um, So you just decided um, So then you ended up Doing the Big Easy Entertainment. So, yes. does that mean uh, you're easy? I mean, uh,
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I'd like to think so. <laughs> to all the guys, the single guys out there listening.
0: <laughs> exactly. You can just email Grass Grace uh, Grass. Yeah. Gracias. Um, Gracia, Gracia yeah. exactly. That's why that I said, Gracias, Grace.
1: <laughs> your Cuban friends taught you wild. There you go. go.
0: Now you get the Mexicans here now. Hey, Amen, Grace. Gracias, Grace. Oh, that's <laughs> good, huh?
1: You're looking good. You're
0: looking good. Say hello to my burrito, huh?
1: <laughs> I like your blonde hair. Yeah, I like your blonde hair. Uh, you cleanish eyes. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do like my blonde hair, actually. They do. They do. <laughs> they don't care I have to dye it to get it this way, but <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> my naturally dyed blonde hair.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So you moved to L.A. What, in, in uh, what year?
1: I moved here in 2004. Okay. Um, Yeah, that was 11 years ago.
0: Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Wow, that's kind of when I met you when you first moved here.
1: Yeah, when I first I was green. I remember that. Yeah, I was yeah, fresh I, off the boat. Yeah, yeah I
0: moved here in '98, so which feels like yesterday. It's just, it's just amazing. amazing. Crazy, it's, I know. It's absolutely incredible. Time
1: it goes faster here in LA, it does. I think, it really because does. the pace is just so crazy that right. you don't have time to think about what's going on. You right. just go, 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 and and things uh, switch and shift and. You know, it's just um, a a crazy lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just... You know, by the time we know it, we're going to be 90 years old and like the two old men in the Muppets, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Because we get into that. What crew. the hell happened to her in my life?
0: <laughs> I'm bald and wrinkly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> no,
1: John yeah, and no. I, for those who don't know, we get into that mode. We're like the two old men from the Muppets. <laughs> yes, and right we just, that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you started though. You know, uh, like you have uh, that spirit and you have more yeah, life than I do. And true. then my inner Muppet <laughs> comes out. <and> that's <laughs> it's true. just like we start. Complaining about everything. We watch like,
0: horrible comedians on stage, you yeah. know, at the uh, improv a couple of nights ago. And, then we're, and I just look at Grace and I go, what the hell are these guys doing? He, he's just where's your punchline? Where is it? They have Damn no it. jokes. they got no jokes. Oh, my God. Oh, boy.
1: We almost got thrown out of the improv.
0: We did. For texting, we're texting and, and talking. <laughs> the, guy, or the guy comes over and he goes, ah, excuse me, could you put your text away, please? Uh, no texting.
1: Uh, I go, get out of here, sir. These comedians suck. I know. And then trying we were trying to text yeah. so that the screen would be against, you know, <laughs> right, like right. the guy who was watching us, like right. a hawk. He was watching us. So we would text <laughs> and pretend we were watching. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I Imagine. love it when you text me. You you went hi.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I'm yeah. like,
1: uh, I texted back. I'm like, Are you aware I'm sitting right <laughs> next to you? <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, I forgot.
0: <laughs> 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 Where old- did you come in? <laughs> I know, I become an old man, all of a sudden, yeah. My my mind turns into an old man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You have that spirit very alive in you, John, and it's it's really fun I know, to I love watch. You know, <laughs> <it was funny. laughs>
0: oh my God. So you're having fun making people laugh, and then um, one day, mm-hmm. you're dating this guy, and um, what happened? Mm. And,
1: uh, well, I, I actually wasn't per, per se dating this guy. It was like our third date, and uh, yeah, he invited me over to his house. He was actually just to, to let you know. He was... He's known in the industry, and he was friends with my friends, so I thought he was trustworthy and, okay, and so nice you. and stuff. So I went to, to his house. He had a condo in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and I went, and um, and he made me dinner. He was really nice, opened a great bottle of wine and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know he was he was great. He was very attentive, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I start feeling weird, and. We went to, because he was a music producer, and I had written some rap songs, uh, funny rap songs. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I wrote these songs, and he was like, I'll put music to them. Let's go to my studio. So we went to his studio, and uh, that's that's when it got really, really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we he kissed me, and I was okay. I wasn't crazy about him, but I was right. like, all right. And then it got a little rough, and uh, he pretty much you know pinned me to the floor and i had like bruises on my on my wrists and Mm. uh you know just just he wanted to do things to me and i was trying to make him do other things that are a little bit less painful let's put it that way Mm. and uh it and i froze i never it was basically date rape because it Mm. was completely against my will and i didn't want it but he was like uh, you know, to tell me you want it tell me you want it and that's when he, he pinned me against mm. and I was like no no and I was trying to fight him and then he was like tell me you want it and I said oh okay oh, I man. think and I'm days. in trouble so I days. said yes I want it and he <coughs> wanted me to say his name and I was like mm. yes I want it and I was like oh, God. oh man uh, but not it, it was just I don't even want to get into it mm, but mm. um, but thank God I, I distracted him from doing other you know, horrible things that I would have really, you know, have even more post-traumatic stress syndrome. So, yeah, so yeah, the next I escaped basically. He I so think he was he put, a music
0: producer, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty well known too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No get names.
0: No, we'll um,
1: but I think he put something in my wine, and he was really mad. That was another sign. He was really mad that I wasn't drinking the wine because I felt that the wine tents yeah. it Just I felt weird, like I might. Like my soul was leaving my body, and they told mm. me that that could be absinthe, but I'm not sure. I don't know mm. what he put in there, so I stopped drinking, and he was really mad that I wasn't drinking. So he, I think that started the anger in him. You like he he wanted to get his way, but because I wasn't drinking, I wasn't, I guess, right. drugged enough. I don't know. I don't know what he put in there. So, um, so I don't know. You know, the next thing I know, I'm I'm laying down on a bed in his studio. And he leaves the room, and I'm frozen with fear. So literally frozen with fear. I was terrified. Hmm. And so he leaves, and I always thought it, when he left, I'm like, oh, he's gonna bring a gun and kill me or something because he right. was so violent and so so vicious that I was like, he's was he gonna... drinking too or not? oh yeah, he was drinking too. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So. And uh, and so he left, and he fell asleep on the couch in the living room, which I didn't know. So I was frozen ah. there and waiting to see if he would come back.
0: Oh, wow. When he
1: didn't come back, then I got out of the room, and I went to see where he was. And he was laying on the couch in the living room. So I, I just left. I was, like, praying to God that the door would be unlocked, and mm. it was unlocked. So right. I didn't make any noise, right. and I was super quiet. I run that 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 hall like as fast as I could. I've never run so fast, so I run. I go down the stairs real quick, and I go to my car. My car wouldn't start. I freak out, and oh then it God. started. Um, <clears throat> and the funny thing is that well, not funny, but the the good thing was that he had told me, oh, why didn't you park in my part in my garage, you know? And I was like. No, no, I'll park outside, thank God, because I would not have been able to get out. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: this was before Uber, you know, Uber, like, right, Lyft right, yeah. and stuff. Right, right, So, So I left, and when I got home, I saw. So swear, if you parked
0: in the another place, be, the gate would be there, and you wouldn't be able exactly, to get out, Exactly, I wouldn't right. be able, right, so right. So you think I'd use It was covered. You, you, a
1: covered parking lot, yeah. Oh, right. So so I got home, and he thank God he didn't know where I lived, because I have a policy. Uh-huh. I don't let guys pick me up. Mm -hmm. i meet until i know they're okay i don't want them to know where i live thank Mm -hmm. god i had that policy back then so he didn't know where i lived so i get home and i swear to god when i got into my house it felt in my apartment it felt i smelled like flowers because that was like it was my safe place and i Mm -hmm. and there was no pretty smell or anything like it smelled to me like flowers i think it's like a post traumatic stress syndrome thing. I don't yeah. know why it smelled like flowers. I remember that very hmm. clearly. That's weird. And that day I just laid on a couch and I was like I couldn't move. Like I was frozen. Serious, that's that, that's the first thing I can remember. It's like being frozen. Yeah. So I called a friend, a guy friend who's married and I told him the story and he was like, Okay, you're a victim here. You're not it's not your fault. It wasn't anything you did. You know, right. he he talked me out of, you know, that you know, frozen victim Horrible uh, state.
0: Of course, yeah. So, it's but it's still, you know, to talk to somebody, you know. Yeah,
1: thank God for him. He's he's amazing, and he was like, if you you know don't want to sleep in your apartment, just come over, and you know we'll we'll have you here and whatever. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I was teaching swimming to little kids, and I sort like I was like so so happy that I had to go and teach kids because their innocence and their love and their you know just just. Uh, Made me change my my state a little bit, not completely, because mm-hmm. you do suffer from PTSD, but it just got me into a different mode, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. than get out of that frozen fear that I had. Yeah, for a whole the kids day. And things, yeah, yeah. yeah, kids are awesome.
0: Kids are great. Hmm. And then, um, um, hmm. Then you mentioned. I remember. Uh, that you met an older gentleman and I actually talked to him at the comedy club uh, when I saw you back about four years ago. Um, he was a character actor he did tons of TV shows and movies the past 50 years and, and he is older than you which I couldn't believe. It did. <laughs> you're you're dating him
1: yeah he's he's uh i have a granddaddy fetish apparently <laughs> 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 yeah anyway, i'd rather you not You're talking to him to Yeah, say, oh yeah, God, yeah 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 he he was he was okay in the beginning but then um he changed a little bit he um he, he had like two different personalities or two different sides of him let's put it that way uh-huh. so I liked the nice, charming guy. I didn't like the other guy. Mm. So, um, so eventually, you know, we we split. But um, it was quite an experience <laughs> dealing with him. But um, so, yeah, you know, I got to go to the, there were good things. I got to go to like uh, the Emmys and TV Line Awards and do the red carpet and. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know. Nice. Yeah. yeah, no, it was nice. He was he was okay. Um, Okay. <laughs> he was okay. He okay. Yeah, he was okay. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah, the highs were very high and the lows were, whoa, yikes. They were yeah. very low, yeah.
0: So, I mean, what did, how long did you date him? And, and basically, um, like, uh, you know, kind of th- like, what, what did he do to you that you didn't like him and wanted to break up with him?
1: Uh, I was with him for about three years and it was um you know i don't want to say it but mm-hmm. it was uh, a little bit of emotional upheaval let's put it that way Yeah, mm. uh, he had a lot of anger issues and mm. um he would take out his anger on me not physically of course um we already that other guy took care of that um but no he right. was yeah because i would have left like if if a guy raises a hand at me just like I'm out of there no matter what I'm done of course Um, there's no coming back from that so but no he was he was not like that at all he was just it was an emotional up and down Um, he had his own emotional up and down and and you know, I'm pretty stable. Like, I'm happy most of the time. If there's something that happens, you know, that triggers sadness, I'll be sad. If something makes me angry, I'll be angry. Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw me angry <laughs> about oh, that yes, person that yes, we talked about yes, that we know. Yes. So, that, I mean, I have a very logical reason why, but yeah. this... He he was not that logical. Let's put it that way. He, they, you know, there weren't reasons like he would, like if I tell you, you know, oh John, you you didn't bring me coffee. That means you don't love me anymore. You know, yeah. and I start a drama about that, and it's like what? And you're like what? Yeah, you didn't even ask me. You didn't even tell me you wanted coffee. <laughs> so it's that kind of insanity yeah. that that's just unreasonable, unreasonable uh, mm-hmm. reactions that create drama. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> really good <you're>, drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my gosh! So yeah, that was that was. I've uh, never been with someone who would uh, take you on a journey of ups and downs so quickly. It's like a switch, you know. They switch um, from from happy and nice to not so nice and unhappy, and, and the the trigger for that switch is something. That's not reasonable mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah It does, yeah
1: So that drove me crazy Because it was like I, w- I didn't understand It's like, do you love me Or do you hate me? I don't yeah, get it Yeah It's yeah. a little bit of emotional abuse A little bit, right? Yeah It not to be nice Of course uh, But but it is If you think about it Because you're going up and down But I think it had to do with His own issues His anger and, you know His his yeah, life mean, nor- And normally, what he's been through Yeah,
0: normally it is
1: Yeah It is. No,
0: no, it is his issues. It's, It's the inside issues of somebody.
1: Yeah, it. It wasn't like he wanted to hurt me. It was just that's who he was. So uh, but I had to get out because it was just impossible. you know it was yeah, just, I mean
0: you don't want to spend yeah you, know, you don't want spend the rest of your life with this. I mean it's, it's horrible. I mean, it's no, especially because it, three years, I mean, God. totally.
1: and it triggers anger in you because you don't understand. first sadness because first I was like, does he love me or does he hate me? right Like I was crying like, you don't love me, you hate me because you know, anything would upset him. Yeah. and then I was like, okay, uh he was he oh, he would be like, well, you know I have this issue that, it, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to reveal things about him but right. but you know there was something that happened to him at that when we were together and and he was angry about that so he was oh. like well I'm angry about this thing and, and I was you take like take it
0: off take it out on you Right
1: but then after 3 years it's like he's angry about everything pretty much <laughs> So I think he's kind of like an angry guy you know
0: Yeah
1: So uh so you know and it triggered my responses because I would react Then I mm-hmm. the, I went from sad to angry 'Cause I would be like and defying him. I was like, Okay, now what? Okay, that that's you're gonna create some drama. What did I do wrong now? Tell me, come on, bring mm-hmm. it on. You know, like I would like defy him. Right. Yeah, like, okay, I know it's coming, so let's do it. Right. Uh so I was like, That's this is so unhealthy. <laughs> but um but it was hard to get out financially for me and emotionally too, because I was hoping that we could work it out. Right. And uh, we, we couldn't work it out. I mean, I just, I, I have no control over his behavior. There's nothing I can do.
0: Well, that's the best thing you did, it's just uh, is leave. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I had my own personal issues with women and almost got married to a nice Jewish girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I really thought she was the one, you know, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I found out that she really was not that nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bought a nice, expensive condo for us. I took her out to the finest restaurants, and all that, and uh, you know, after being with her for almost four years, um, I got—I wanted to get married, so I asked her to marry me. We went on a beautiful three-day cruise and uh, and uh, all this, and uh, she didn't expect it at all. And I hid my engagement ring in the luggage. And then uh, and I just said, you know, that at this age, I said, uh, this is uh, yeah, about, eight, about eight, nine years ago. And I said, you know, this is getting older now. She's going to be a nice girl. And they decided to get married to her, and I wanted to. And then all of a sudden, I thought she was going to change, mm-hmm. kind of like what you talked. Mm-hmm. Think, think I thought she was going to change, and she didn't. And uh, and just one thing led to another, and I, I remember it was like May, two thousand seven. I woke up in the middle of the morning, and I said, "You know what? This is not gonna work out. You have to, you have to leave." And um, basically, you know, I just I paid, paid, I paid for everything. She never offered to help at all, ever. She just wanted to have, get her own way and live the life that she wanted, you know, with my income. And it's just very irritating. I mean, we had a beautiful, huge condo. Yeah, I mean, the mortgage was huge. Uh, it was making good money at the time. But is not that amazing? It's just a, how hmm. do you how do you not how do you be with somebody who just does not care about helping you? Even though I told her many a hundred times, help me with this, help me with that, buy the food, you know, pay the electric, pay the gas, whatever it is, and she wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, she sounds a little bit sociopathic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's a user. She's a user, yeah. exactly.
0: And she was a hoarder too, which I don't even get into that. I mean, yikes! My God, she's gross. Sh- yeah, exactly. She'd shop and buy and buy, buy stuff she didn't need. Buy stuff need. she never didn't need it and never used it. And I, one like six months later, I look in the closet and tons of belts and shoes and pants and wow. boxes with your money. With my money. Oh, yeah, my money and a little bit of hers.
1: That's annoying. Exactly.
0: It's like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me, man. I so said, this is just freaking insane.
1: And she had, did she have a job?
0: Yeah, she had two jobs.
1: What? And what did she do with the money? Save it? No,
0: she didn't save it. She blew she, it.
1: She blew it. Yeah, she blew it. Wow. Yeah, she
0: blew it on, uh, on, on stupid stuff. I mean, she didn't make much money. She'd always just had, uh, you know, horrible things going on, you know? Mm. But, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, just freaking amazing man crazy Um. so but you know how do we get kinda, into these
1: situations you know it's like I think because people in the beginning like people like her or my ex they just very charming in the beginning right and they want something from you right you know I think my ex wanted control yours wanted money and a lifestyle right uh, and, and we're like swept away because they're so charming and nice and they're telling us what we need to hear because they know what we need to hear the areas that we're lacking. In. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I, th- I think that's. You how know, they and
0: everyone wants to be loved. Everyone of wants to be with somebody. You don't want to be alone all the time.
1: Of course not. Especially in the city, it's, it's so lonely.
0: I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that. That. Um, you know, it's just amazing. Uh, I've heard that so many times. Um, uh, dating is very hard. As a matter of fact, when I moved here in 1998, I went to uh, a meeting for actors, and one of the first things I heard. Literally, this is like two three months after I moved here. And uh, the gentleman went up to me and says, how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. He goes, uh, how long have you been in L.A.? I just moved here. He goes, oh, really? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, welcome to L.A. I go, yeah. Welcome to the loneliest, biggest city in the U.S. Wow. I
1: said, what?
0: Really? Loneliest? Largest city in the U.S., Mm -hmm. and I never really, I didn't really believe it in that. Mm -hmm. And then years later, talking 15, 16 years later, it's still true. I Mm -hmm. hear that from a lot of people I talk to. Oh yeah, it's just incredible. You know, you get the flakiness, and you get these people, and everyone wants something for them.
1: Oh, totally. The bigger, the
0: better, the richer. Me, 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 Mm me, me. The second you leave L.A., people get married, they have kids. They're happy just to go bowling, have a few drinks with their friends, go out dancing. You know, I'm from Rochester, New York, and lived in Miami and Orlando. It was mm-hmm. different. It was very different back then. I got friends that still married 30 years later. It's amazing. Yeah. My age, you know, it's like, man. Yeah. Because it doesn't you know,
1: mean it's better. You know, this is right. what you're choosing. You're choosing to pursue your dreams and the price you have to pay is yeah, that you live exactly. in a city that's really lonely, uh, but... You know, I'm I'm kind of like try. I always try to be positive. I try, I try. I do my best. I try. Um, so instead of you know, like I was complaining all the time. I used to call my ex boyfriend who lived in New Orleans and I would cry. I'm so lonely. I'm so lonely. You know, at right. the beginning. And then I was like, okay, what do I have to do to not be lonely? And uh, you know, I, I surrounded myself with good friends. And it took me years to weed out the flaky friends and the real friends. And now I, I have real friends. Like you met one of them right. you know, the other day. Right. And they're there for you. They got you back and right. you know, you, you can call them at three in the morning, they're there if you need right. help. So Yeah, it's true. It, it's it so takes great. yeah, it takes years, but you you'll find those people. You'll you'll attract those people mm-hmm. if you if you set your mind to it, I think. Yeah.
0: I agree. No, and that's just you know a couple of the the bad stories. I've got a lot of great oh, yeah. stories too, of course. Oh, yeah. I met okay. some pretty amazing people, you know, and um, and, um, and I still meet amazing people. Uh, just like last night, we had a good time. You know? I
1: know, wasn't it fun? It's incredible yeah. hanging
0: out with uh, Andrew Dice Clay, you know, and, and, I know. and, and his kids, you know, and uh, <laughs> I thought Andrew was going to go up to say, "Oh, how are you?" What's going on? Look at my kids! Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I'm looking at him like I was looked like look look at him from like 30 years ago. I know, right? You know, Hickory Dickory Dock and all this whole, yeah, <laughs> those jokes, I know. right? I know. Jack and Jill went up the hill. Hey, came back with 50 cents. Oh, I hear he's so he's funny.
1: like super nice. Yeah, Andrew I heard that too. Yeah, I heard he's super too. nice. He's like a normal guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's all an act.
1: And he's an excellent actor. Did you see Blue Jasmine? I did. <gasps> excellent I did. actor. I was great. I was so impressed. I know. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. He was amazing. Yeah. It was just so cool. It's like I'm hanging out next to him.
1: I know. That was really <laughs> you cool. You
0: know, he's like, oh, yeah. my God. It. You have know, been watching him for 30 years. And he's like right next to me.
1: I know. Very cool. You know, and he
0: shook my hand and said hi. And and, and watching his kids and, and I'm looking. And his kids look like him. A yes. bit too, You know, got that 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 Dice Clay look, you know.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the beauty about L.A. too. It's like you meet all these amazing people. When I was dating the character actor, I also met like amazing people. Mm-hmm. I would shake hands, you know. I met Mel Brooks. I met uh, oh. Howard um, Storm, who... I uh, was the director for Mark and Mindy, and then he directed Raymond a couple of times. Oh, okay. Uh, Shelly Berman, because he was an older guy, of course. This guy right. I dated. Right. Uh, Shelly Berman. Wow, Shelly Berman. Yeah, wow. he's yeah he's adorable. Right. And, uh, I mean, all these people that mm-hmm. I, I could go on and on and that mm-hmm. are amazing. And I was having lunch, you know, with them or dinner with them or, you know, just it was that's the beauty of it. You can do these amazing, creative uh, talented people uh, just and and have access to them yeah
0: it is so cool you know I mean um I met in my i, I met uh, about uh, five six years ago I met uh, Bruce Springsteen
1: how cool I mean
0: you know I mean uh, hanging out with freaking Bruce Springsteen Dang. my God
1: that is so hot I, I love mean, it it's just
0: so great it's like Bruce how you doing I'm doing fine John how you doing
1: <laughs> all right
0: I said you know, there's a funny thing about Bruce, every time he sings, I feel, I always thought like he has to go to the bathroom really bad. Oh no. He knows the guy he sings. You know Screw <laughs> me, John, I gotta take a crap. <laughs> Born in the USA.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, i got to take a pee. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my like, God. Sounds like he's having sex and pooping at the exactly, same time, Exactly, right? sex
0: yeah. and pooping at the same uh, time, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's kinky. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> Bruce became a multi-billionaire doing the singing like you uh, you know, have a, a bad kidney stone. Right. You know? Like, Don't worry, John, people love me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is pretty amazing the people you meet, um Oh, definitely. In LA, you know, and um, yeah, it's just uh it's just pretty cool. I met uh, Jason Alexander, uh, uh, Kevin Pollack, you know, at certain events and things like that. So it's um it's pretty amazing. You look at them it's like, Man, what a, what a career they had and how mm-hmm. uh, pretty amazing they are. And uh, So then you um gosh, so you went through these uh, bad situations. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, the the rape and this and the the stalkers and these horrible things. Uh, Then you went through these bad situations to do amazing things. So these kind of bad situations actually inspired you to write two books. Not only did you write two books, but you ended up being on the Steve Harvey show. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that is like... A huge huge uh, endeavor and that's a huge thing for somebody to do uh, Of course, I would love to be on the show I love Steve Harvey uh, as people know or maybe you don't know he's a very religious and motivating speaker yeah that just makes you feel like you can, you can do anything in life with the right attitude and the team behind mm-hmm. you uh, I actually bought his book uh, act like a success think like a success nice and um, and Oprah, I just used to watch. Uh, I still watch Super Soul Sunday on the Oprah Winfrey Network, and uh, she interviewed him, and uh, she brought that book, and said, "Boy, this is just an amazing book, and you are an amazing person, and God bless you." And he cried.
1: Oh Seriously, he cried.
0: Yeah, he cried. Oh, and I the, love
1: Steve Harvey. I know,
0: and it's like I wanted to cry with him. I mean, it's a few tears came out of my eyes. I love Oprah. And
1: yes, yes, Oprah and Steve Harvey. What exactly? A team. Yeah, what what a team. Incredible. yeah, what a team! What a team! And let me tell you, Steve is so funny. Steve, like I know it, but yeah. uh, like,
0: what's he like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: he's great. He, we taped in Chicago at the NBC studios, and um, yeah, he—I'm telling you—he's hysterical. He has a warm-up comic. Mm -hmm. But um, the case that I was being a relationship coach for, you know, because I wrote the two books about breakups, was uh, this girl who wanted to get back with her ex. And the reason they had broken up was because she was sexting other guys. Mm. So... (laughs) Steve, you know, during the this like a commercial break they like stop taping and so mm-hmm. Steve comes over, you know, like instead of the stand up comedian, he comes over to the audience and he goes, you know, should they get back together? He was like, Look, if it was me, I'd be like, run. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like run. But the way he was just like talking to us about yeah. what was going on there we were like screaming he's so funny he just started just talking and saying stuff that was hysterical <laughs> about that girl you know like yeah. don't go back to that girl like yeah. you know what i would do so he's just um he's not only a very spiritual of uh, person and very um inspiring person but he's also funny as yeah. hell yeah so funny yeah, he is funny yeah. yeah he was just improvising everything we were screaming he was so funny
0: Incredible. So, what are some of the things that you guys talked about and just uh, about your book and a few other things?
1: Well, actually, uh, what we did is uh, they had me as a relationship coach, and so Steve would ask me, like, Well, what do you think about this or that? You know, about the the people, should they get back together? And if they get back together, what should they do? Blah blah blah. So, I get my answers, you know, and then the thing is, like, the producers will come, you know, like they they prep you, like, What would you say? and then they're like, You know, then they kind of that, um, yeah. they tell you well maybe you can say go this route or that route and so in the middle of the show when they were like a commercial break or whatever mm-hmm. producer comes and says okay we changed how you answer that question this is not oh, what you wow. going to say so you got to have like really good improv skills because they switched wow, so they, it they, like they, two they... seconds before they were taping Oh, like, they
0: can't uh, they tell you what to say and they kind of you had everything really? they
1: made you prepare something and then they changed it because huh. they go on the go it's like whatever is developing from the situation between the the girl and the guy, mm-hmm. and Steve talking, then they kind of guide you towards what you gotta say. Huh? Yeah. So uh, Actually, I didn't yeah. know
0: that. Uh, yeah, a yeah. Of, a lot of people don't know that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: See, it's not just you. It's it's up to the producers, and they, they t- kind of tell you what to say and totally how to do it.
1: They, yes, they do. They prep you. I had my own dressing room with a little mm-hmm, wow. refrigerator. Oh, mm-hmm, man. With my name. Damn. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: hot. It was really hot. And the, the best thing was the producer, one of the producers, this was in Chicago, right? In LA, I'm fat, of course. <laughs> but in Chicago, I go there, and yes, the, the <laughs> producer looks at me and she's like, girl you are tiny. <laughs> I'm like, I'm moving to Chicago right now. Okay. What month
0: was that? Was it winter time? Which one month was it? It
1: was, uh, it was winter. Oh, yeah, it was in, in uh, February. It was February. for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was the Valentine's oh, okay. Day show. So. Was it 2013, you said? Yeah, right? two years ago. Okay. Two years ago. Yeah, and then I did also spot for Fox News uh, and uh, and <laughs> The chairs there were like stools that were really slippery. Uh-huh. And they taped live. It's like the morning show, right? And so it's like you just be, have to be careful in like three, two, one. And as I slide, you know, because I couldn't, like, I was trying to get my position, like, crossing my legs <laughs> in that <laughs> yeah. big, high, like, slippery stool. I'm like, oh shit and I grab that guy next to me and i like just grabbed Ah <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so that's uh forever. Oh <laughs> yeah, on tape. And uh, that's how they started the segment. Oh shit <laughs> Oh my god. It was hysterical. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, but that was falling. I was like, I I'm gonna end up on the floor, falling on the floor. It was too fun. Tiny woman falling on the floor. <laughs> tiny woman. No, this was in San Diego. I wasn't. Oh, tiny San Diego. No, okay, no. okay, okay. Not okay, tiny. Just checking. No, this is for Fo- <laughs> this was Fox News Fox in is, San okay, Diego. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. The Steve Harvey I know, you're Show. Right. San she, Diego,
0: everyone's yeah. freaking thin. Yeah, as it, rails. right,
1: right, right, right. I know. No, Steve Harvey, honey, they gave me a nice real chair. They had wardrobe. They had my size. Okay, no, it was great. <laughs> I would do that show again in, in so no So what's time. the
0: what's the name of your of your books and what's what's it about?
1: Well, I have two books and they both have the same name, Love at First X. And the first one is the comedy version where it's basically don't discard your exes use them as resources like you know the idea came from me having like different exes that help me out and of course I help them out Uh, but like one of them is a lawyer an entertainment lawyer and so he's always like giving me um, you know advice for free I don't pay for my entertainment lawyer (laughs) you know another one um, you know does other things so I was like I should write a book and make a parody of it Mm. you know so Basically, I live in uh, you know I have all these exes and it's like Alice in Wonderland with my exes and I get oh, okay. their houses and have their shit you know kind of thing. <laughs> so, so that was the the premise of just ridiculous. It's ah. silly and of course a lot of funnies and and uh, caricatures and drawings that came from the sick brain of mine. And uh, and the other book is the self help edition. With actually after I broke up with that character actor, mm-hmm. I had a rebound guy for ten months. And then we broke up. And so I had two breakups in like a year. So, mm-hmm. to break up from relationships. So, I was like, I got to write a book about breakups and whether you want to stay friends or not right. with your ex. And so that one helps people through a breakup. It's really, I've had people tell me that it helped them hmm. through their breakup and make them feel a little better, or at least laugh for a little bit.
0: It's funny. I, I, you know, that since I broke up with my ex, yeah. you know, we're talking, you know, seven, eight years ago. Mm hmm. Um, I never talked to her again.
1: Never, never. <gasps> well, because never. she was a user. Same with the exactly. character actor. She never called me. I never can't. emailed yeah, me. Yeah. You know, I you figure
0: she would no. never, never. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, you figure yeah. after so many years, she would just pick up no. the phone, right? No, because they and they and call they, me, but no. yeah,
1: they'd reach such a level of like horribleness, <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. that you can't go back. Like I, she, knew I, I didn't
0: know anything. Yeah,
1: like my ex is so toxic that actor when we talked we, we kind of talked and healed a little bit you know but still there's so much going on yeah. underground you know that I, I really I think we're toxic for each other mm-hmm. um, so it's better not to some exes and I put that in my book some exes you really need to stay away from but the ones that you just broke up and you know maybe when you break up for a while don't talk but then you go right. back to them because there was love at one point right, right? so you can't lose that and uh, some of my best friends are my exes. Seriously, they're, okay, they're yeah. amazing. The, I love them to death. That's, yeah, that's I, not really
0: have never happened to me before. And then, uh, she also stole my dog. <laughs> oh,
1: lovely! Well, no wonder I she, wouldn't maybe talk to her. That's why either. I never
0: I talked to her again. Yeah, mm-hmm. she stole my dog.
1: No, not cute.
0: Yeah, not not a, not a, not,
1: no, <laughs> not a good thing. Not a nice person. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Now here's some pretty cool stuff. Now, you know. He, now you got some development deals with production companies, right? I mean, uh, yes. Um, so it's it, you want to talk about a little bit about that? You're working sure. on some kind of uh, shows, or
1: sure. Well, the, my first actually development deal was 2013. Uh huh. I got a development deal with PBS. Okay. They uh, rarely do that, but they have, like, I didn't know this, but they have, like, four shows they, they can approve, some of the PBS stations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were lucky with my partner, and we, we got uh, the green light for um, to develop a show that we created. And we shot the pilot, you know, everything was taken care of. Uh, we were going to air it, but the guy that greenlit the pilot was out like the mm. week before we aired, so the new guy didn't want to air things oh. that the other guy which happens rarely it's it's come we're still shopping it by the way. We're still mm-hmm. like trying to get it to um to develop that show because we have the pilot and we own the pilot even though PBS paid for it. Right. So, uh, so that That's was great. my first thing. So I got executive producer credit, created by credit, yeah. by PBS, which was amazing. And I hosted and the show. It? what was it? It was uh, the art. Up show, right? No, no, no. It was a storytelling show. Oh. And uh, it's on my IMDb. And I also hosted it because, of course, you know, my partner was like, I'm, I'm going to host, okay? You know? Right, <laughs> right. no. I cast me. But he's, he's super cool. So he was like, yeah, right. I wouldn't have anybody but you. So- uh, so that was that was my first development deal ever and now um, I uh, was approached by a producer to develop a sitcom we we already have a fantastic showrunner and uh, we have pitched to a couple uh, networks and there's a studio a big studio that's interested then I have two other development deals one is um, with a production company we're developing a comedy reality show and mm-hmm. the other one it's another production company that they're Uh, Interested in um, a show, Uh, one of my publicists actually Mm -hmm. developed it and has the connection. And they want to develop a show with me and a psychologist who I love, um, Dr. Sherry Meyer. She's great. And so, yeah, Sherry, Sherry, she's awesome. And so, Sherry and I, yeah, Yeah. so we would Mm -hmm. be the hosts, so the main people. And for the other show, the other development deal too, I would be like one of the three people that that star on the show. So, um, you know, of course, from there, from the production company to the network, you know, they might say, hey, we know, uh, we want somebody else. Or they might say, hey, we love her and then the people that you picked, you know. But it still get um, creative rights to the shows, to two of the shows. The other one, I'm not – I don't think so. But Sherry and I would probably – will be the people. And then there might be a third person. Mm -hmm. They want kind of like a male energy in there. Mm -hmm. So – so yeah, I have those three deals, which you know that's it's what great. I'm focusing on. It's um, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of uh, you know legal things and yeah. and uh, creative things. I mean, all wonderful. A little I'm, luck
0: you have to have a little bit of luck that comes along with it. You know, that's and, right.
1: Uh, well, it's it yeah. It's like it. You know, yeah, I know. It's- <laughs> you know, this business, it's it's so it's such a long process because even if you pitch, let's say, you know. You have your own sitcom, and you have mm-hmm. your showrunner, and you have a great production company backing you up. Great, all right. You go to the network, you pitch it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Oh, we love him. Let's do this. Okay, they shoot a pilot. Okay, mm-hmm. they shoot like let's say fifteen pilots. Mm-hmm. Only three are gonna make it. Right, I know. So you get you go through all of this. I know. And you still, and still, even if your pilot make it makes it, then you have to see if the first season is successful or right. not. And yeah. then if it, it stays on the air. So it's, like, such a long process. People have no idea.
0: You know about Fifteen years ago, I still remember this. This brought this into my mind. Uh, I, again, I went to a, um, a writing seminar about showrunners yes. and actors and things like that. I still remember this. I just moved to L.A. literally a week before. Wow. A week before, I went to, I think it was USC. And uh, and I walked in with a bunch of these people. Remember, I just, just moved from Miami. It's sure. It's like, my God, you know? And they had all these uh, people. They had all these uh, uh, producers and showrunners talk. Yeah. And I think a few of them were from Carsey Werner.
1: Oh, yeah. Remember okay. that? Okay. Yes, of course. And
0: he, uh, another person walked in, and uh, and I'm looking at him, and it's like, oh, my God. this is the He was the creator of... Um, Everyone Loves Raymond
1: Phil Rosenthal Phil Rosenthal Oh my
0: gosh Phil Rosenthal Yes And they said Again This is You know 15, 16 years ago They said To create a show And to And to have it bought And to make it After a few episodes And after a year Excuse me um, Is like winning The lottery
1: Totally I agree
0: that's exactly what you said. The odds like are like wow, the mm-hmm. lottery. Mm-hmm. The odds are phenomenal. Yep, yep. But if you do right, win it, you win right the lottery.
1: But unless you play, you can't win.
0: Exactly. That's my whole point. That's so, right. you know, um, which is what I'm going to get to. You know, at the end of our show, that it's amazing. You went from this little girl in Argentina, with no <laughs> accent, to having. Horrible experiences in relationships like rape and verbal abuse. And then now this. See, that's what I'm talking about. You never quit. And according to many others, especially me, that you ended up a winner. So what is some good long, lifelong advice to our listeners out there that you can give?
1: Well, if you're following your dreams, what I would say is stay put, be consistent, don't give up. And I know it's cliche, but it's really the truth because think about it. It's an odds game, especially in our industry. Uh, The longer you survive and stay on on it and in the game, the more people that are going to draw back. So the more people drop out, because people drop out all the time. They get yeah. married or two, You're three right. years into it. They leave the town. They're right. like, I can't do this. All the time. Uh, you know, because it's tough, man. All the it's time. It's not easy. I've had
0: so many friends move out to that. Miami yeah. and yeah. Oh, Cleveland. They're like, forget and, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I want a normal so life. So to ask you this. I want a yes. life.
1: Yeah. So I think if you stay, but if you surround yourself with like-minded people who have faith in your talent that have your back for real, then eventually you will get what you want because you persisted and you stayed focused and you wanted it obviously more than the other people that dropped out. Right. So just stay in the game.
0: Don't quit. I agree. You just never know until you try and right. and do. It might take 10, 15, 20 years. It does not matter as long as you do it and then make it, and you will. That's the whole thing. That's the whole idea behind this podcast is you laugh, which you made us laugh a lot, so did so you? sweet and nice. <laughs> <laughs> I try, <laughs> and um, and learn about some of the things that you went through. Uh, pretty incredible things. I mean, gosh, I mean, you could have died. You know, I mean, yeah, literally. I thought I was going to die. Theoretically, mm-hmm. you really oh, could yeah. have.
1: I did. I really did.
0: And then through that, we learn, and laugh, live, and, and, and learn, and that's what we did. Um, so I just want to say thanks again to my, again, good friend, Grace Fraga. Uh, you can see her videos and comedy schedule at www.gracecomedian.com. And another great site, and I obviously it went on there a couple days ago, uh, laugh.com. That's J-U-A-N-A-H-L-A-F-F, Juana Laugh. <laughs> dot com. Yeah, I know that. Ah. I know that it is. That was my it father's is. name. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's Juana. I told her.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah. Oh, do you want to laugh? Juan, oh, yeah. I laugh. oh, my, oh yeah, you want to laugh? Oh, my God. You laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you can just Google her damn name and she's everywhere. Um, kind of like me yeah <laughs>
1: you know seriously
0: i googled my name a couple of days ago i was like oh my god it's like 20 man. pages and yeah you're like, like who
1: is who is right? you know like duplicating uh, john my perinci. Things, i, or... I know it's
0: like i'm the only john Perinci. by the way i'm the only perinci in the united states can you
1: is you
0: i swear to god i'm the only shut up i swear to god it's <laughs> weird i'm the only p-i-r-i-n-c-c-i hilarious okay this is a few other ones in Europe or something like that. But oh, that's
1: crazy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah.
0: So, um, and if you got inspired by this podcast, which I hope you did and show, many of the stories come from my book, What's a Little Wind? And uh, you can see my videos and more stories on www.whatsalittlewind.com. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. Uh, but you can get a personalized copy when you go right there um, thanks again for listening um, again it was great to have uh, Grace be here uh, any other final words Grace?
1: Um, just just have do fun. it just do it and do yeah it. and have fun on the way to to your dream I would say just have fun Exactly. Yeah, enjoy every moment cuz that's all you got. Okay? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that's it.
0: You only have one life.
1: Yeah. And, and that's it. This moment, this is the this e- is moment that I have. Whatever I want in the future or had in the past doesn't matter. You know, this right. is this is the moment right now with you sitting here doing this podcast and Correct. just enjoy it and have fun and that's what we did.
0: That's exactly what we did. Yeah. That's exactly what you did. So Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you next week. We have some great uh, more comedians coming. Thank you again, it's John. God bless.